everybody welcome back thank you so much for tuning in this is let's talk and i'm amina bell so today i want to talk about um a couple things that kind of all go into each other and kind of don't so not to confuse you i'm just going to jump right into it i want to talk about my trip to amateur night at the apollo i want to talk about why i even made this blog um excuse me podcast (laughs) Uh, why i even made this podcast and i want to talk about my birthday But let's start off with why I even made this podcast. So on my way to Amateur Night at the Apollo in New York, um, I was asked by a friend of mine, you know, why did you even make the podcast? They had told me, they listened to an episode or two, you know, they thought it was pretty cool. And they just wanted to know what was my inspiration. And um, for a minute... I had to think about it um, because my first answer was like, you know, because I wanna, I wanna talk about certain stuff. But <laughs> I know that doesn't really explain why I made it. So other than me like enjoying the sound of my talking voice and listening to that, um, I made the blog. So I keep saying blog. I don't know what's up with me in this blog thing. But, um, yeah, so if I say it again, you guys know I mean podcast. All right, moving on. I made the podcast to share my perspective and um, and learn. So not only just giving my two cents, but I hope that I could learn even about my perspective on certain topics. Um, as you guys can kind of see, if you've been a frequent listener, you know that our topics can vary um, from interviewing folks to talking about relationships or health tips and all kinds of things. So I wouldn't try to put this podcast into a box per se. Like this is not a podcast just about food or just about movies. Cause I know I do a lot of movie reviews. I just love going to the movies and it's a topic of mine that I'm, I like to share on because I know that other people like going to the movies and they may need some movie ideas. So that's what I mean. Um, I'm just trying to share with my listeners and hopefully get some input that could even help my perspective to change or, you know, validate what I was feeling uh, about a topic if someone agrees with me. But it's always an opportunity to learn. That's why at the end of my episodes, I always try to give you guys some references um, on the information that I have looked up or, you know, whatever topic I'm talking about. I try to give you some information that you can walk away with because I love learning. And I think that's a huge part of why I made the podcast. So we can all learn from one another. Sometimes while I'm thinking about topics I want to do or researching for topics, I learn so much about myself. So this is also a kind of self-reflective podcast in a way with the topics, even when I'm giving my input and it's just me. um, That could be looked at as self-reflecting. On one hand, I'm giving you guys my input. I'm giving you my opinions. But on another hand, I'm talking it out with myself. So let's talk could mean me talking with someone else. It could even mean me and myself talking things out and you guys being the listeners to hear all these thoughts and realizations come to fruition. Um, 
I'm always open to talk with other folks, and that's why, you know, you've heard interviews and things of that nature. So I don't want it to be a strict, I don't want there to be strict guidelines for this podcast. So I'm not ever going to say, you know, I'm only an interview talk show, I only do shows with other people, or I only ever record alone. I want this to be a kind of free-flowing podcast that can go anywhere, and I want my listeners to be ready for that, Um, and hopefully you guys can become excited for that. Where are we going to go next? What are we going to be talking about next? And I'm working hard to keep the topics interesting and not just interesting to me because I know I can be on the stranger side sometimes and um, <laughs> I have to find that balance but we'll talk about, like more about that balance word later in this episode which is funny to me um, but I don't want to get too far off track because you know that I'm the tangent queen if you don't know now you know <laughs> um, but yes I made this so that I can help myself learn about these topics more, talk to you guys, my listeners, and hopefully you can take something away and also receive the feedback from you guys. So if you want to send me a message or if you have my uh, social media handles, I'll give you those things after um, our show. Let me know what you're thinking about with these topics. Even suggest other topics to me because I'm open. I just want this to be open. I'm trying to work as a person in my personal life on being flexible and fluidity in my life. And this podcast could be a vehicle of help for me in talking about so many different things from episode to episode. So that's why I made the podcast, for all those reasons, to learn, to help myself, to teach, and talk. Because I like to talk. <laughs> uh, Alright. So if you guys have any more questions. Like if you have any detailed questions about that. Feel free to leave me a message. And we can totally talk about it. But I want to get into my trip to Amateur Night at the Apollo in Harlem. Oh my gosh. I just want to say. I had never been there before. And I've watched it on television, so um, I thought I had an idea of what it was going to be like. And it was different. It was completely different than what I thought it would be like on TV um, or from watching TV. When I went there, first of all, it was so much smaller than I thought it was going to be when I got there. Because on TV, it seems like this huge theater. The stage seems huge. And when the, you know, the camera goes out into the audience's um, view, it seems, oh, excuse me, it seems like a really large venue. Well, it's actually pretty cozy in there. Um, it's still balcony, you know, space. It's a theater, but it's a lot smaller. The stage is a lot smaller than I thought it would be. I was geeked out to see um, the Tree of Hope or the Stump of Hope, whatever you want to call it, when you got when they rub it. Um, if you're not familiar with Amateur Night at the Apollo, it's a show that showcases um, talents of all ages, and it's a competition. The contestants are rated by the audience, and the audience has the opportunity to boo you off the stage. It's the one of the only places that I've heard about where booing is like encouraged in a funny way. Um, but what I really liked was the opening um, act. He wasn't a competitor 
He was he's a regular, but he got us all warmed up. And I, one thing I really appreciated about the show before it even started, when we were all just getting um, getting comfortable in our seats, and you know the lights went down and the music came up and all these things happened, um, the host. He said, we're all one community tonight. And he had us all hold hands. And he said, you know, race doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter. All the things that usually divide us in our lifetimes do not matter here in this theater. Because we're all one family. And we all came to have fun. And when he said that, it seemed like a weight came off the room. I don't know if it's just me. But when I'm in a large group of people I can feel the energies of people and it's always kind of a a, you know giddiness um but also a measuring energy and what I mean by measuring is everyone's trying to feel each other out especially if it's a diverse crowd you know and so in that it's harder for everyone to become comfortable not in their own skin but around everyone and enjoy themselves properly if we're all so worried about you know, am I being judged by these group of people or judging people um, or just being unfamiliar? Because for me, I uh, I have experience in diverse groups. I talk to, you know, um, diverse people, people of different races all the time. I'm a nurse. And so a part of my job is being versatile uh, with different kinds of people. But Um, Some of us don't have that experience. And so when we are introduced to these atmospheres with all different kinds of people, we become uncomfortable because it's something we're not used to. And I appreciated the host kind of breaking that ice for any of us who felt a little uneasy about, you know, having lots of different kinds of people around. And what I will say is it was a very diverse show. I really thought that was awesome. But I hear, you know, New York City is just like that. So I wasn't surprised. I just thought it was cool. And um, the love was real. The audience was connected. We were one big family. We were dancing with each other, laughing with each other. And it was a great experience to feel like community ship, if that's the word, because I feel like it is. Um, <laughs> community ship is possible, and it doesn't take that much. We make it seem like we have to do you know, food drives or block parties or meet and greets throughout communities for us to have community ship. And I don't necessarily always agree. All it takes sometimes is for one person to be brave enough to say, hey, let's just love each other tonight. Let's just all be one big family. So I took that, um, I, I took it very, I don't want to say seriously, but I thought it was a great thing. It meant a lot to me when that happened. And it helped the night go along a lot smoother. Um, it was a lot of interaction, you know, call and response with the host. I thought that was really fun. I love that kind of thing. Like when I say, hey, you say, ho, hey, ho. I love that kind of thing. It's so much fun to me. Um, so I really enjoyed that. But what I want to say, though, is that the crowd was intense, not with each other. See, the only thing about um, <laughs> Amateur Night at the Apollo, I keep wanting to say Showtime at the Apollo, but it was called Amateur Night at the Apollo, so that's what I want to call it. Um, one thing that I did notice was that once that once uh, that family um, nature had been established throughout the whole audience, we were one vicious-ass family, y'all. 
when it was time for the older contestants to come out, because when the younger contestants come out, you can't boo them, which I understand. These are young children's aspirations, and we don't want to crush anyone's dreams because, you know, it's very important to nurture a child in their dreams so but if you get up there and um you're in the adult category and you think you have what it takes be ready to get booed if they don't feel like you have what it takes i was not ready even though i saw it on tv and i saw how vicious (laughs) the crowds could be uh or how honest however you want to look at it because if you're not feeling somebody you're not feeling somebody so i'm not going to say vicious like they were wrong that's just how they felt you know what i mean Somebody like myself, I have a harder time with just saying, like, boo, I don't like it, you know? Maybe that's me being dishonest, because it was times where I was like, eh, I don't know about this person, but I wanted to give him a chance. So if I was just honest and, like, I don't know about him, maybe I would have been, quote, unquote, as vicious, too. But anyway, um, the crowd played no games, okay? And I wasn't ready for that because once the whole happy family thing had happened, I thought like, okay, you know, maybe tonight is a a night we're going to be lax. No, ma'am. No, sir. That did not happen. Three people in a row got booed. Um, It was so crazy. Like, being in the middle of the booze, it it was amazing. The energy was crazy. I felt for the people on stage. I really did. Um, but the community ship was crazy. Even like you would notice in the crowd, people would be looking at each other like, you want boo? I'm a boo. And they would start booing together. People who didn't know each other in different rows of the, like the auditorium or the theater, I should say, um, were booing together. And it was so crazy. It was times though, I was proud because it was times where People were being booed that I didn't necessarily think should be put off stage. And just as much as you can boo people, you can totally cheer them on. It was a lot of positive energy being given to the contestants also. So it's not just about the booing. I was probably more intrigued by the booing because I had never been in a crowd before that booed somebody off stage and it was like totally acceptable. So that's why I focused on that one. But... The positivity in that place is not just, you know, um, like a bin of wolves or a den of wolves, whatever you say, however you say it. Um, it wasn't just that. If you had what it takes, the crowd absolutely let you know. Now, on one hand, though, it was some people who were like in the middle, you know, so they, they weren't sure. Some contestants um, we weren't sure about. And I had the opportunity to save a contestant, I felt really good about that. And when I say save a contestant, I mean um, that almost half of the theater's audience was booing. And so I started clapping louder and cheering louder. And those claps and cheers helped to not get them taken off stage. Because what happens is if enough people start booing and for a certain amount of time, Somebody called the Sandman or the Executioner, depends on um, how long you've been watching the show. I've watched it for a very long time, and I used to call him the Sandman. But when I went and saw the live show, he was being called the Executioner, and that's why I said it depends. Um, Anyway, he comes out on stage. He's an awesome, talented tap dancer. He comes out on stage, and he basically, like, taps your ass off the stage, like, skedaddles you off the stage you <laughs> know i think that's funny um but you have the opportunity to save people from that 
if you show them enough love amidst the booze. So I did that. I thought that was really awesome. The experience overall was um, a very new one and one that I like. I I love theater. I do love going to um, see plays. I don't do it often, though, honestly. I've been in theater. I've been on the other side being on stage and I think that's what I'm more used to than anything being on the other side of it so being in the audience for the performances um it was awesome it felt great I could just relax let my hair down and see some great talent there was some really really talented people that night so if you haven't um if you are able to make it to Harlem and you haven't seen you know, Amateur Night at the Apollo live, not on TV. If you haven't seen it live, I would say do yourself a favor and go check it out because it's that good. It's worth it. Um, So that was my night. That was my trip to Amateur Night at the Apollo. I thought it was pretty cool. So now I want to move on and I want to talk about my birthday. Hey, my birthday's coming up. I'm excited, um, but I don't necessarily want to talk to you about my plans. I'm not going to talk your heads off and tell you like, yeah, I'm getting my hands and nails done. No. What I mean by talking about my birthday is actually more to do with numerology, excuse me. And um, I keep seeing my birthday numbers on the clock like very frequently and then this has been going on for a very long time and I thought and I was just like let me look this up because I know it means something I'm a person that believes that everything means something and so when I'm not looking and seeing what it means I feel like I don't know something you know what I mean um, I always want to find the deeper meaning in things and so I looked up what it means when you see your birthday all the time. And um, it's basically what I gathered was that it's a message from the universe. Um, It could be signs from, you know, your guardian angel. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I'll give you guys uh, references so you can go check it out because we could totally talk for two hours about it, but I won't do that to your ears. (laughs) So, um, how, what is the message uh, when you see your birthday? It's actually, it depends on what your birthday is. Mine is May 18th, and the numbers for that are 0518. And how you find your energy message or your life message, whatever is trying to be conveyed to you, is um, a couple ways you can do it. What I did was I added, because you're supposed to add all the numbers in your birthday to get to one number and um, kind of find out the meaning that way. Because numerology is the study of numbers and um, the belief that every number has a meaning and numbers combined have meanings. So with that being said, I'm going to go into my numerology and the messages that were revealed to me through that. So, like I said before, my birthday is May 18th. The numbers are 518. I added 5 and 18 to get the number 23. And I looked up what message the number 23 could be giving me. But before I could do that, I had to dissect it so I could get a full meaning of the number. Because as you can see, it's a compound number. So, I had to look at the combination of 2 and 3. Um, 
individually uh, excuse me so that was confusing I get it I had to look at the numbers two and three individually and then also look at the combined numbers to make five and then I could go back to number 23 with a better understanding so the number two represents balance and that could be any kind of balance in your life. Um, it could either be that you're achieving the balance or that you're lacking the balance. And that is really truly depending on your life. So you have to know what, you know, you have to really be in tune to what's going on with you for these numbers and messages to make sense. So, okay. So like I said, number two is balance. Number three is communication. And once again, it could be that you're upholding that or that you're not. Five, which would be the combined two and three, the number five means important life changes. And that means exactly what it, you know, what it sounds like. Important life changes are either coming your way, you may be going through them, um, or dealing with them in some way. But 23, as its own entity, means encouragement and so what I took from this is that for me personally I need to work on my balance and my communication the balance between positive and negative um, thoughts emotions feelings in my life and communication I need to work on my communication um, with those that are important to me um, around things that are important to me so communicating about my careers and even being honest with myself about how I feel um, it needs to happen more so and I think that's why I keep seeing my birthday because it's a message saying hey you need to pay attention to these things and you need to change these things that's where number five comes in for me important life changes. I think that I have very important life changes coming my way. I feel that changes are about to happen. However, only, the changes are going to be determined by if I can get my balance and communication in check. You understand what I mean? So the number 23 is encouraging me to restore that balance to shore up that communication so that when these life changes happen for me, I'll be ready. And I don't feel like um, I'm being reprimanded by the universe. I feel more so like a gentle reminder. Um, always positive, but absolutely truthful in that I have work to do. So that's the number 23. I got that once again from adding um, 5 and 18. But I also, I wanted to take it a step further because I figured there's different ways you could do this. So what I did was I added the number of my, the day numbers, which is one and eight, to my month number. So one and eight gets nine, five and nine get 14. And so I'm not going to break it down like I did with 23. I'll let you guys um, go ahead and do that on your own if you like. But the number 14 represents intense, mm, I can't talk, intense energy <laughs> that needs to be properly directed or it can be destructive. That hit the hell out of me. Um, it also says if 14s can 
overcome their dark desires, then there will be no limit for them to achieve success. That was another one that I had to sit there for a second like, damn, this damn, you know, little bit of information has totally connected to my life. And it was, it was a little bit, um, I won't say scary, but it was just like, wow, it was a little eerie because I'm going through personal things in my life where I'm battling negative energy and I'm, I'm really struggling to restore positivity and light into my life in my perspective. And so reading that if I can overcome these things, I, there'll be no limit to my um, ability to achieve success was another encouragement. You know, that in itself was a message from the universe to me, even being on that piece of paper. Like I said, I believe everything has a meaning. So me seeing my birthday was very important for me to go and look it up so that I could receive that message, so that I could kind of have a tether to come back to and say, I'll be okay. I can get these things under control. I'll have work to do, but it's able to be done. And when it is, I'll be better for it. So I appreciated that. I took it a step further um, by adding, when I added the day numbers, one and eight, to get nine, and then I added that to my month number, I got 14. What I did, I took it a step further because I'm extra. So that's why I did it. (laughs) I added one and four, and we got five. Now we already know that five is the important life changes. So once again, it's going back to me feeling these changes. I keep seeing my birthday over and over on the time or in different number patterns. Um, I feel like it's trying to prepare me uh, or even trying to provoke me to make these changes so that these life changes can occur. I don't even think it may just be it's about to happen. I think that it's also a message from the universe saying, hey, you need to take a part in this. It, it may be it won't happen until you get these other things under control and restore that balance and communication. Um, until you're able to get rid of those dark desires and understand your light and positivity. So the number five um, being my month number anyway is large to me. You know what I mean? Um, those life changes, I think because I'm always changing from day to day is very important as well. But on a, a deeper level, spiritually and emotionally, I still have very many changes to make. And I think that is also a meaning for my life. Um, why these numbers are important and why they keep presenting themselves. That I can't say they present themselves when I feel happy or when I feel negative. They just present themselves in my everyday life. And that just makes me believe that I have to be diligent in my everyday life. Not just when I feel sad or not just when I feel happy. I have to be diligent to take care of myself and remain balanced as much as I can. Even on days where it's not you know, so major, where my emotions aren't so out of whack. If I feel fine, quote unquote, I still need to make sure I'm taking care to prepare for these life changes. Am I doing everything I need to do? Am I making every change I need to make for my success? Right now, the answer is no. And I think that 
the number aspect of my life is pointing me toward being better. It's helping me to understand that I need to be better. And even talking right now, these things I'm saying are just coming to me. Um, That's why this is the reason why I made the podcast, guys, because talking it out really does help. And I hope that it helps for you guys to listen to someone talk things out and encourages you to do the same thing. So these are my numbers um, and my meanings for them. I encourage you guys to look at your birth dates, if, even if you're not seeing them all the time. If you're seeing your set of numbers all the time, that's absolutely a message from the universe. And I believe it's trying to tell you something. So I would challenge you to go and look that up. Even just if you don't have numbers appearing to you. Think about a number that you always being fond of. And you might not know why. Some people, my, my favorite number is the number 7. And it's funny because I didn't even look that up. This is episode 7, guys. Ha 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 um, Alright, so I got off track. But... Even if you have numbers that you've always been fond of and you don't necessarily know why, um, check them out. Or if you've always had an aversion to certain numbers and you don't know why. If you just don't like the number four, if you just don't like how it looks or how it sounds, go look it up. And it may be a message for you. It may be something that you need to stay away from. It may be something that you're running from. Who knows? Until you go interpret it, you may never know. And I, I think that it's a lot of fun. Also, to go and look it up, um, to decipher your own self is really important. Because if you can't figure yourself out, how are you going to be able to expect other people to figure you out? I think that numerology is a great way to get a better understanding of um, yourself and the things going on with you. So that um, is pretty much my bit on seeing my birthday and the numerology um, point. It goes so, so, so much deeper than what I said. I just don't want to talk you guys' head off, but I'm going to leave you with some websites you can visit. So if you're interested in numerology or if if you want to look up your birthday numbers or any pattern of numbers you've seen, any number you like or don't like, you can totally visit guardian-angel-readings.com. You can visit numerology for your soul and four is like the number for your soul.com and also angelnumbermeanings.com. These websites really helped me get um, insight on the numbers in my life and the meanings, what they could be. Um, It was very helpful. So I would encourage you guys, if you're interested, to totally go and check it out. And if you do check it out, send me a message. Let me know, like, what's your numbers? What are you about? What's your message? Anything you want to work on and stuff like that, because I would love to hear it. And if you're interested, um, reach out. If you'd like to be on the show so you could talk in depth about it, we could totally do that as well because this is a really interesting topic to me and I'd love to delve deeper into the numerology aspect with someone who's interested as well. So um, we could totally do that. Sidebar, this is the seventh episode and I know it's a little late. I was... I was in my mind trying to wait because my birthday is next Friday. I was trying to do the seventh episode on my birthday because it's my favorite number. But I was like, oh, crap. That's like two, three weeks without an episode. So, womp, womp. I'm doing it now. 
It's my favorite episode. I wanted to do it on my favorite day of the year. But guess what? It doesn't matter because at least I'm able to do it. Hallelujah. So, okay, that was my, like, little bit. Um, I'm thinking about next show, making it all about me because it's going to be on my birthday. So um, tune in if you'd like to hear some things about myself that you may not have known. Um, you can visit my website, aminabell.com, if you're interested in learning more about me um, as an artist. And um, totally check out daus.me if you are a person that is into art, a person looking for opportunities in art, or even someone who is curious about what indie artists have to offer. You can totally check us out and see what we're all about. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate you tuning in every time. I value every last listener I receive. This has been Let's Talk. I'm Amina Bell. You better have a blessed one. (laughs) And it didn't cut off yet. So bye.